I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. You know, I often think what would happen if I put all my money in a particular asset class. Equities, for example. Is it safe to do that? Or is there a way I can smartly allocate my assets and make sure I have the money when I need it? I'm sure you face these thoughts too. So let's ask Monica what asset allocation really means. Yeah, but you know, I actually just have a little bit of a crib before we start into asset okay. allocation. So there are all these new diet plans. Somebody says you can't eat wheat, somebody says you only eat this, you only drink juice. Now, if I listen to them, then I feel that I can't eat or drink anything. <laughs> but you know what I constantly go back to is what my mom used to cook, which was a nice balanced meal. Yeah. And uh, I think we need to look at asset allocation in the same way. Okay, that's that, interesting. Yeah, so there are so many synergies, you know, between the way we look at food, health, and the way we look at our money, mm-hmm. that I'm going to take this analogy and go jump right into asset allocation to say that just as you look at the different parts of the food uh plate that we have, hmm. you know, the sugar gives you instant energy, Right. carbohydrates will give you a little bit of energy hmm. to go on with, hmm. the proteins will build your muscle right. long term. Right. So we can look at an asset allocation discussion in, the, in a very similar manner. We can look at different parts of uh, what makes a portfolio and look at what they do for our financial right, health. Right. So what is an asset class? It's a product type hmm. which has a certain attribute. Just as sugar has a certain attribute, right. the three or four asset classes that we normally look at in a portfolio is cash, which is instant energy. Right. And then you look at uh, bonds mm-hmm. or fixed income, okay, which gets you uh, slightly longer duration hmm. Hmm. and then you look at equity hmm. which you know I would give an analogy of protein it builds long term muscle hmm. and you look at real assets like real estate and gold hmm. so when we talk about an asset allocation we talk about how do we allocate our money across these different uh, buckets so that we are able to meet our financial needs. Asset allocation is the way we break our portfolio into various asset classes, correct? That's right, absolutely. So yeah. why is it then so important to have our asset allocation right? Because our financial goals and needs mm-hmm. vary. Uh, when you need liquidity, when hmm. you need cash now, that part of my portfolio is in cash or okay. cash-like products. Like in a mutual fund, you'll call it a liquid, liquid. fund or an overnight fund. Mm-hmm. and a part of my portfolio is in debt funds or bonds or fixed income which gets me to the next two to three years you know these are immediate uh, goals which are about two to three years later and equity really builds financial muscle which means it's for my longer term Hmm. it's a judicious mix of all three okay which will take me to 
my goals the role of a good asset allocation in a portfolio is to divide up your money so that you are managing your risk properly and to have the money available when you need it so and remember risk comes in two ways we always think of risk only as in terms of equity risk mm. but the role of equity in my portfolio is also to deal with the risk of inflation right yeah right so inflation is a big risk mm. the presence of an equity in my asset allocation says that over the long term mm. my return will beat the risk of inflation eating away my purchasing power correct yeah because remember different asset classes move uh, different ways over time right right so if uh, equity market is going up you could have the bond market which is going down yeah. you know you could and cash is really just preserving uh, the cash value of the money don't put all your eggs in one basket, one basket. Yeah. it is just it's asset allocation right. which is saying that don't take the risk of putting everything mm-hmm. in one place and even if you watch it very carefully there could be events beyond your control which make yeah. that basket go down so does this mean i must allocate my assets in line with my age and goals yeah absolutely you must and uh, there's a rough rule of thumb that we use okay. that we say 100 minus your age is your equity allocation okay so if you are 25 years old then 75% of your allocation is to equity equity okay at age 50 it's half and half mm-hmm. and even at age 75 you still have a quarter of your money 2500 minus 75 right. into equity mm-hmm. so it is closely linked with your age your allocation okay there is one more cut that we need to understand about asset allocation mm-hmm. that when we start with the allocation we've understood that it is in equity uh, fixed income right. or bonds yeah. and cash but when you get into say an equity bucket there is an allocation within that bucket so you will have uh, maybe half your portfolio in a diversified equity mm. uh, bucket and you will have part of it in mid and small caps maybe a right. multi cap fund so you will allocate your money across different pieces mm. of the equity asset class yes. and once you've chosen say half my money is in diversified equity even then you may diversify across two fund houses okay if you are doing managed funds right right so then diversification is really about reducing the overall risk of the portfolio and you are basically capping your downside risk when you are adding products to a portfolio but remember if you add too many you lose the benefit of diversification okay so what happens with mutual funds especially is when people understand it they go on a they overeat okay they binge on funds so they are starting with saying no 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 i don't like funds and then a year later they have 50 funds yeah okay it doesn't help so if you have five diversified equity funds it's not going to do anything more for your portfolio yeah, yeah. right so if your overall needs are capped at about 7 to 10 funds at the most beyond that you don't get the benefit of diversification it's all okay. tapers off there is something i must remember yeah. yeah so just a quick recap cash for my immediate goals debt instruments like bonds for my short term goals and equity for the long term have i got my basics yes. right yes superb okay it's now time for the viewers question of the week we have a question from amit bedi who says he's 40 and invests about 1 lakh rupees through sips every month uh, he also has some exposure to ppf he wants to invest another uh, rupees 50 lakh but he's not sure if he, he should do this through portfolio management services or directly invest it in a large cap fund and sit tight uh so monica what do you think he should do 
Yeah, so uh, what I can tell Amit is that I'm not a big fan of PMS schemes, portfolio okay. management schemes. So let's understand the difference. Mutual funds are like the metro. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets in at one place and it you know you can choose your station and you can get out. Mm. PMS schemes are more bespoke. They're okay. like maybe taking a taxi mm. and saying that uh, I'm choosing this and I want to go there. So it's a little more customized. But when you get that customization, you lose out on the regulatory framework that we have okay. for mutual funds, which give uh, very clear directions on benchmarks, mm -hmm. on disclosures, and how you measure the returns that you've got. Right. So my problem with getting into or telling somebody to go into a PMS is that I don't know how to evaluate PMS schemes. Okay. So they will give you a, a return projection or they will show you returns but a lot of times, I'm not sure really what their benchmarks are and how well they have done, how they have cost. There are enough mutual funds to choose from and you can do reasonably well hmm. if you go with your choice of uh, fund. managed funds or again, if you, if you can't choose that fund, you can go with an index fund or an ETF. I think that's a far safer route than to try and choose a PMS. PMS. So Amit would just do well to choose across the products, take the metro rather than trying to choose which cab to take. Yes. So Amit, I hope you've got your answer. It's now time to wrap up today's episode of Money with Monica. If you have any further queries, write to us at moneywithmonica at livemint.com or you could also tweet at the rate livemint. Thanks for watching. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme-related documents carefully. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.